Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. Welcome back, viewers, to 360. We're going to take a bit of a different approach today and head into the realm of nutrition. Heading into the realm of nutrition, we're going to delve into things like diets, relationships with food, the way people interact with food, if people had different experiences with it and how they view food. So, um, Katie, we know that a lot of the stuff working through the gym that we see uh, affects definitely performance and also to results from what we're doing in the gym is a big part of it is nutrition and how we interact with food and how we see food and fueling our bodies through what we're having in the kitchen. Yeah, nutrition's a cornerstone of everything that we do, whether you look at that as training in the gym and looking at that performance, as you said, whether you're looking at that as vitality and wellness and the amount of energy that you have and whether you look at it as even just your performance at work, so your mental clarity and things like that. It's been nutrition becoming more of a focus has become a blessing and a curse in the gym scene because what's happened is people are actually looking at what they eat now, which is amazing, like that's what we want. But something that's come out of that is people now look at food as good and bad and the amount of times you've been asked is this good or bad can I eat it Hmm. when that's not really what we're looking at when we look at food a big thing with that is moderation yes most of the time there shouldn't be anything seen as good or bad there's only better choices and choices that are moderate that we should take Mm. as a moderate uh, approach in that triangle we always know that there's that triangle that food pyramid where things at the bottom obviously you're wanting to eat more things at the top we're wanting to eat less Mm. that's a choice that you can make it's just how you interact with that and how you're able to be a person that can have one or two or have to sit down and eat the whole box of cookies or chocolate or block or uh, or whatever. It, it's all the same. They're calories in, calories out, expended. Exactly. It's what we choose to eat, how we choose to fuel our, our, um, our bodies. We know that if you end up putting bad fuel in a car and then try and expect it to go at 200 kilometers an hour, it's definitely not going to end up well. So we know that when we come into the gym or doing any general life uh, experiences or anything that we're doing throughout the day, if you don't fuel well, then we know that performance is going to be down. Absolutely. And I think that's when you look at it, whether you're looking at food just for taste. So whether you're just looking at how good does this taste, or I feel like something sweet now, or I feel like tasting this right now instead of looking at food as it's actually that fuel for your body like you say you want to put good quality food in your body good quality fuel in your body if you want the performance that comes from that it's it's repetitive in cycles as well when people start to feel flat they can't understand there's any other way they could feel no so therefore they just keep doing the same thing and then expecting themselves to get a different result at the end that's exactly right and you can't expect a different result Mm. if you're doing the same thing and i think that's where looking at motivation to eat better and motivation to eat a certain way is where we come is where we go wrong a little bit as well because it shouldn't be that you're motivated to eat a certain way it is something that you believe that you should do and something that you just do you've trained these habits into your life enough that it's something that you just do Mm. you just eat well because you know that there's that better feeling and that way that you can feel but if you've never felt that you don't know and you're relying on this motivation to eat healthy whatever that might be to look better or to feel better which is fleeting Mm. it's always fleeting and people are telling you that they're telling trying to tell you that 
if you eat this you'll feel better if you eat this but if you've never been there or felt it then you don't know there is actually a difference. You're like, these people are trying to rip me off. No. And sometimes that comes down to the beliefs we have as well is you don't believe that you can be that person that eats that way. That's reserved for this class of people that is healthy or this class of people that exercises or performs better because that's how they've been raised or that's what they've done since they were younger. When realistically anyone can do it, it's just the reason driving behind it and how they go about it. And we see it's making those good choices as small steps. Yeah. I mean, first, we should probably delve in a little bit into challenges. We've done a lot of stuff with gyms now, and it's been really good as around PTs and, and trainers and stuff have realized how much concentrating on a client's outside of the gym inputs as far as if they're not getting results in the gym we're putting in the effort we're doing what we can do in there that we need to look at outside Uh, pt is someone that's with you maybe an hour hour and a half a day the other 23 or or 22 and a half hours you're to your own devices yeah absolutely. so their choices that you make throughout those 22 or, or 23 hours that can definitely affect what results you're getting in the gym so pts now and also a lot of gym facilities have gone down the track of making sure that people understand there's definitely an 80-20 rule 80% in what you're putting in 20% in what effort you're actually doing or what training you're doing in the gym it's it's something that we've seen the eight week 12 week challenges six weeks sometimes a bit too short for some people to break Mm -hmm. some but the biggest thing with those those challenges is is it's trying to create habits for people to understand that they can change those things and do it totally a good thing but sometimes it's just too hard and fast for people it's just two massive changes that they've had to make yeah i think it just misses the mark a little bit i think the intention behind what the challenge is trying to do is always pretty good like the intention behind it is to help we're trying to help people out exactly but what happens with it is people look at it as i'm going to go absolutely all out i'm going to change 15 to 20 things at once because if you break down every habit that they're going to change in that time it's going to be 15 to 20 all at once we're suddenly drinking water Mm -hmm. extra water we're having to eat all these foods at calorie deficits or or limit our calories you can't eat this way eat things with no flavor because we know that in most cases a lot of sauces and and dressings and things that are put on things add extra calories that people haven't actually count you've lost out on drinking if people are or or like a drink on the weekends we're suddenly cutting that back we're doing so much changes and also to all as well if no one in your family or in your circle is doing this it's really hard you've almost got to excommunicate yourself from them Mm-hmm. to be able to then make so many changes that people are like my goodness katie you've gone from zero to a hundred percent and we don't want to be around you because every time we're sitting down you've got your scales out you're weighing <laughs> things you're counting calories you're doing stuff it's like this is not totally you know this this can't be done for long term what are you no. trying to do what's your result so and they look at you like an alien like uh, what are you doing mm, and all exactly of a sudden you right. get so many questions that it's just too hard to be around people yeah it's too hard and you're cutting back and, and everything you're missing how you feel and also too is restricting that some stuff sometimes is where people suffer is because they've been told or or, or they're pushed down the road of you can't have this don't have this Mm. avoid this we're suddenly being told that this is not we're counting our calories we're doing macros we're doing whatever we're deficiting it becomes too hard and people are saying when i hit 
eight weeks or 12 weeks, man, I'm going to smash that. I'm yeah. going to eat so much of it. I'm and you have do like it. this mental burnout and oh. this fatigue because it requires so much thought for eight weeks mm. that you know that eight weeks is your cutoff and you're constantly, that's your motivation behind it is like, I got four weeks to go, I got three weeks to go, I got two weeks to go. And then all of a sudden you get to that eight weeks and it's like, oh my God, I'm done. I just need a break from this. Mm. Yeah, it's and too much. And people's uh, buy-in of it, it can be, it needs to be sh- like it's short. Mm. Most people's concentration things happen is four, four weeks at the most. Yeah. And maybe I need a day where, I'm not counting what I'm doing and it is just a small amount of not a blowout but okay I'm not going to worry about how much I'm eating today or what I'm doing I'm going to eat when I'm hungry yes and that's a big thing for a lot of people is when they've had bad relationships with food is they're not just eating when they're hungry they're eating because it's in front of them because it's right there and, and they just keep eat. they can't turn it off and then that's where our habits come in as well mm. so when we then coach through habits and we look at changing habits we want it to be something that you can do for the rest of your life mm. so instead of being something that you're going to hit hard and fast 15 habits for eight weeks and then have to stop them all because it's too hard to maintain if you can pick the biggest challenge that you have so the biggest challenge with food you have right now whether that is portion sizes whether it's not being hungry but eating anyway snacking um, anything that is your biggest nutritional challenge or planning that's a big one that it comes down to is you pick that one challenge you find a habit that you can implement from that there and then you simplify it five to ten times make it as simple as you possibly can and then you implement that one habit for four weeks Mm. there's been a ton of research on when you implement more than one habit and the percentage of compliance goes down over that time so if you comply with one habit it's about 90 percent success rate over those four weeks it's a habit that you can maintain for the rest of your life Mm. and it's about a 90 percent success rate as soon as you go down and you go two habits then that decreases to about 70 percent by the time you get to four to five habits you're sitting at about 10% compliance and 10% success rate because your mind just can't handle that much change at once whereas if you develop what we call a proof of a theory is your proof of theory meaning that you can maintain that one habit for four weeks which then proves to yourself when you set out to do something you're actually going to do it and you can stick to it yeah and it's something that you need to be able to buy in on and know you can complete it mm-hmm. even if it's just ending up taking it that instead of having soft drink three times a day we're now cutting it back to twice a day yes and maintaining that for that three week or, or two to three week okay right i've been able to implement that that's all good now from here what i'm going to do is go to one Yes. Just little steps down that road because we know that when it just becomes too much in those habits that we're trying to change and if you've done it for so long, like think about it, if you've done this and it's suddenly become into that it's just repetitive and it happens for four, five, six years, eight weeks is such a small amount percentage of time in there Mm. that you're trying to change so much that it just becomes overloaded, we can't handle it and then hit eight weeks or 12 weeks and suddenly those habits start. It's only one. Yeah. Uh, it's only two and yeah. suddenly we're back up and and majority of the time we see if people haven't actually learned anything from that and created those habits through it is they end up putting either that weight or those habits come back again straight up or, or in a period of time afterwards yeah. and then they can't maintain it so it becomes something that's definitely uh, once you get into that groove and you're able to to be consistent with it is that you can take it on for the rest of your life because the whole idea is to try and make these changes so you know what it feels like now mm. okay i know what it feels like yep 
I didn't perform really well when I had bad food. Now I know that as I feel better and I'm having better food, I can perform better in my day-to-day tasks. Because it's linear with these habits. Mm. Like you're constantly increasing just little by little by little over your lifespan. Otherwise, we get this massive like yo-yo cycle going with these challenges. And as you say, the habits creep back in and then all of a sudden you put some more weight on or you perform not as good or you're feeling worse. Your mental clarity is gone. And then all of a sudden you're like, I need to get back on track. So you do this next challenge, you do this next eight, 12 week challenge, you're all out again, you change 20 things at once. Every time that you back out of these challenges, you finish one and then over the next eight to 12 weeks, these habits creep back in. Mm. You're destroying that proof of theory that you can change long term. So we see we see those people that are doing that a lot of time are repetitive challenge winners. Yes. Or people that are continually going to change because they've never actually learnt anything or been able no. to lock those habits in that they started with. Because also too then uh, around society as we talk about is celebrations are around food. Mm. Celebrations are around drinking gatherings, doing stuff like that. Why is it that we don't end up celebrating or going through for some sort of either activity or we're out doing things or we're experiencing? We've gone rock climbing. We've done something where everyone joins in and we go and do that together as a family, as a group. That's fine. Usually we always see the celebratory thing as being we know at the end of challenges, everyone mm. ends up having this massive party. Everyone's suddenly bringing things and all of a sudden the sweet things hook in. And, and that's fine. And but these people that have had challenges have usually had problems at the beginning with overindulgence. So their, react, their, their relationship with the food is already at a point where I've tried to hit myself for eight weeks to not have this much because I know there's some sort of either test or weigh in or something or measurements or something coming at the end. Now I've finished eight weeks. Okay, so what's my next? But I really don't have anything that's actually going to be measured or someone's going to be wondered. Suddenly it's three sausage rolls or two party pies at the party where mm-hmm. no, it's okay. And, and that's fine if that's where you're at the end of that is going to be. But be aware that you don't want to fall back into that trap. It just kickstarts the cycle again because all of a sudden you have that big indulgence at that time, which in itself isn't a bad thing. It's okay to have things sometimes. But what that does is then kick kickstart it because we know sugar's addictive Mm. so then you have that sweetness overload there and then all of a sudden the next week you're craving something and it's only one so it's Mm. okay it's only one piece or it's only one slice for morning tea or it's only one of this and then you look six weeks down the track and you're having one every day Mm. that's where it kicks in because we know that your body in its current state is a reflection of the habits that you have been able to implement in your life so if you have massive great habits for eight weeks that's why you have an improvement after those eight weeks when your bad habits start to creep back in then your body's going to be a reflection of that which is why you put on weight so if we can slowly increase your habits incrementally then all of a sudden your aesthetics and your performance and everything slowly gets better with that as well because it's a reflection of the habits that you were implementing. And everyone wants that one quick pill. Everyone wants that quick pill to get to it, to be able to make sure that they're either all eating healthy or have the summer body they want Mm -hmm. or or something like that. So we know everyone wants that quick fix. If someone offered you the quick fix of this pill, you'd have to take it every day for the rest of your life to stay how you're looking. Or I'm going to teach you how to for the next 12 months 
be able to maintain that and you'll never have to pay me again or you'll never have to do it we know how many percentage of people we've seen that if they could be sold that quick fix which we see them on television with those extras the fat blasters the all the other stuff that goes it, it's not something that's long term it's not something no. they can maintain it's not something that determines that it just attacks fat and we're only doing but this but damn they sell it well that's they exactly sell it right. really well it is sold so well and it's the same and usually we're sold to people on infomercials of a night time when people are sitting up there in front of their lounge chair eating their food that they've suddenly felt comfort food in whatever they've picked or their ice lost. cream after dinner that's exactly <laughs> right and they're chewing away and they're like my goodness I feel so bad with myself it's almost that instant gratification of eating that and then afterwards we're in regret yeah, and then that's when the infomercials so that's come on. Right. This is what you need to have that body, and you're like, "Oh my god!" It's like they were talking to me. Yeah, and and that's and then it's being able to be okay with that in yourself and get back on the wagon of being okay. That was my bit of a low. Mm. I need to now pick myself up and get going again and get back on. And then on weekends, we find that a lot of big things is you see all the people putting their meal prep photos on yeah. meal prep photos it's great and it's being prepared but sometimes if that's not you and you've never been able to do meal prep or you understand what it's about or what you're looking for is maybe just picking one day if you're a person that's bought lunch every week and, and because it's on when you're hungry and you've missed food and you, suddenly you're making bad decisions because you're so hungry i know i've done it as well oh, you're always. just like whatever food is in front of me i'm going to inhale it because i'm so hungry and i've I was missed so my food disorganized that I that's don't right have anything. and i don't have anything is to be able to just pick that monday or tuesday or something like one day of the week you progressively pick that this day i'm going to prep myself so i know that i've got a meal for the next day and i'm not making bad decisions at a bad time when i'm hungry because mm. we know what yeah. it's like when we go to the supermarket we are so hungry if we go to the supermarket hungry mm-hmm. We suddenly are making bad decisions and doing choices that throwing things into your trolley that suddenly when you get home, you've yeah. eaten them all and then you're at the end of the week going, why did I actually buy that? Because I think I was just hungry. Exactly. And that time. in itself is a habit is making a shopping list, mm. going into the shops and then you buy the shopping list and that is it. Yeah. There is no exception to that. It's what you have on the list is what you're buying. And Click and collect is great for that yeah. because you're not going to overspend, number one, but number two, you're going to get exactly what you need. You walk into the front of the shop, you pick it up and you go home. Mm. Even though it might require a little bit more prep work, if you're that person that walks around the shopping center and gets sucked in by all of these little things, mm. then that's probably something that's beneficial for you. Yeah, for you. Yeah, that's mm. for sure. And that then is able to make sure that when you do create that habit for doing that, it's progressive because we know when that click and collect and all that stuff you can end up putting things in your cart and it's a recurring shopping list sometimes and most people are you know 80 percent the same shopping list that Mm. they have every week because we usually creatures of habit that we do that and we make those each time Mm. so then also too with with stuff with dieting and things like that is people seeing either artificial sweeteners or things put in there as uh, replacements for sweet tasting. Do you see it as a better choice when people go down the diet, soft drink, diet, this reduced fat, lower? There's usually, and I've found when you look at um, at labels for things, there's a lot of other processed stuff that's been put in there Mm -hmm. to try and create the taste of something that you are going to have in effect to reduce the calories but we don't know how with how much of that stuff how it affects your gut how it reacts with your body as well so have you found choices in making those is to avoid them or something that Mm. you're actually choosing to maybe have a little bit to fill up or a better choice for it i would every time pick the real deal version of the food every time because the 
only thing with artificial sweeteners. There's not 100% research on them as to whether they're actually good or bad for your body. Mm. So the consequences we know are going to be there because there's a consequence from everything you put in your body. Mm. We just don't exactly know what that is yet. So you might be substituting calories for maybe not sleeping as well or something else, something else detrimental or damaging your gut microbiome, as you said. Mm. You're substituting it for another downfall. The only thing with artificial sweeteners that we find a lot is it has the potential to damage your relationship with food because what it does is you're able to eat so much of it with the premise that there's no calories and you're not going to put on weight. So essentially, you're not improving your relationship with food. You're getting exactly what you would have gotten before, but you know you're not going to put on weight. So essentially, you could eat more of it. So instead of um, having one soft drink a day, you might have three Mm. because it's okay because it's sugar-free or it doesn't have any calories. So you're not going to put on weight. So it's all right. You haven't actually done anything to improve your habits. There's usually just a replacement to try and get the taste of what you thought you were going to Mm. have, but missed out on. So that then when it comes to a time when you can, when there's only the option for that normal food, not the diet version of it, is you don't actually have that self-control developed because your body still craves that same sweetness that you've gotten from a diet version of it, but now you don't, you have calories in it, so you're still going to overindulge. It hasn't actually fixed the problem. It's just masked it and band-aided it because you haven't developed the habits to get that control in your day-to-day. Hmm. And that's from the from the challenges and from what we've talked about as far as nutrition challenges, eight week, 12 week, however they are. It's a really good thing to start off if you don't have a starting point, mm-hmm. but just be aware on where at the end of it, you're probably going to find that some of that is so constrictive, mm-hmm. and but you've got to learn and have that relationship with food and what you've done to understand where you can go and how hard it is to stay there in some cases. Mm-hmm. For some people to go from zero to hero is such a hard thing for them to do yeah. is to make sure, but you need to be able to, to use it as a learning platform. I mm-hmm. think the biggest thing for most of it is a learning platform and how we've seen with that is through those nutrition challenges because we see people come in for us is scanning and wanting to scan multiple times in weeks Mm -hmm. in one week there's not that many changes in such a short time they're really missing the premise of what it is and then they start getting driven on the scales we just need to change where that obsession lies Mm. so instead of it being an obsession with the scales and losing weight and that's your bill and make it an obsession with changing the habits in your life Mm. instead because if you can change those habits you're going to see the results Mm. That's a given, but if you just focus on the results, you're probably going to do anything that you have to to see those results, which may always not be the best thing for you. So we know that there's a few steps that you can put in place for placing habits and for setting yourself up for success. So we've got, we've dotted a few down that we've seen as the best way to be able to go through it. Though, so we'll we'll have a bit of a chat around those. So the first one we've got is replace one meal with a less processed one. One meal in one week. That's all. Just one. Maybe you have a Monday lunch because it's quite easy. You're motivated on a Monday. You've got this drive. You're fresh from from the weekend. If you normally have a BLT with chips on a Monday. It's highly processed. It's got heaps of oil and fats in it. Just make your lunch. Replace it with a less processed one. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. And it's just being able to be aware that you know that you've got that one set up for the week. Mm -hmm. You've got that one starting point. Perfectly fine. We're all good. I'm going to start off as fresh as I can. First step foot to build on. on Just one in the week. So the second one we've got is add a side salad to your lunch. Yep. So once you've nailed that one, replacing one meal with a less processed one, you just add a side salad to your lunch. Yep. 
uh, then try one new healthy recipe a week. It's a great one. Something yeah. that you can definitely get on. You can see them in lots of magazines. You can see them all around the place is a different or a, a version of uh, maybe not so healthy one with some sort of extra sugars and extra fats and things in it is that that this week you can end up making one with a, a modified yeah slightly things. less slightly yeah. better for you something that is just going to be a little bit healthier for you mm. just this week and every week you just change that recipe if you have kids maybe get them involved that's really good because then that's going to be teaching them what you want to teach them as well yep uh big one now also too with society everything uh, being so rushed is we've got one is sit at a table for most meals sit down it's a bit of food hygiene stuff here as well that gets you going is uh, you can lose track of how much you've eaten when you're sitting in front of tv and your mind's distracted because you're not actually concentrating on what you're doing we know that we're always uh, we're nearly you know two sec two to three seconds sometimes of being able to keep people's attention so in some cases here is trying to sit down at a table whether you end up making that during your week is a friday meal like try and increase obviously from that whatever you've got is try and pick where days where if you've got other people with you know the rest of your family is try and pick those few days or, or three times a week to start off with to try and actually eat your meal at a table where you're supposed to be sitting and eating concentrating on food yes just concentrating on eating and that is all yep uh another one we've got is protein with each meal big thing we've gone through it a lot is portion size of proteins roughly about the palm size of your hand for you it's relative to a general guide mm -hmm. uh, it gives you to work on so yeah protein we know a lot of people struggle with what proteins so what have you seen as a good protein to use for general meal sizes and what you can look at so palm size of protein like you said we go any kind of lean meat so whether that's a chicken or a pork or fish anything like that can totally um, if you're vegan you can use other options legumes tofu, things like that um yeah all of your substitutes for that that's quite easy to do same thing with that palm size um if you do struggle to get that protein in at every meal um say for example breakfast is a meal that you struggle to get that protein in maybe you add a protein shake mid-morning mm. so like your whey protein isolate whichever one have a look into the quality of them and then different things obviously some people affect with lactose other things so by all means make sure that you choose one that good for you but there's plenty of options out there pea protein rice protein there's heaps of other ones it's it's only it is used as it says as a supplement is if you know that you're struggling throughout your day to get your protein hit or get your uh, allocated amount of protein is to throw one of those in perfectly okay it is but just don't rely on but look at a lot of that stuff for fillers because there is a lot of fillers in things that can end up upping how much sugar and how much dextra other things that are in there that you just need to double check so check with someone that's either selling it or where you're getting it from to make sure that you're with that uh protein and a portion of fruit and veg at most meals big yep. thing big thing is you'll find if you actually look at what you eat in a day like well. you won't be getting a fiber intake yep. which is super important mm. um and you need to be having fresh food at each meal to actually get your intakes of all of your vitamins your minerals your macros, fiber min uh, micros 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 micros, yep. micros yeah micros. Yep. so all of your micronutrients mm. making sure that you can get them in there at most meals generally with the 
general population, you will find that they will maybe have veggies in about five dinners a week and that is the only fresh food that they will see all week. So that's where why we find we make all of these little changes and then we're like, right, you need to be eating either something fresh, something that is fresh and real. With and the colour of the meal. rainbow, that's a big thing. Color that's a good rainbow. thing, eating yep. the colour of the rainbow. We know that's been said. Yeah, you can see a lot of processed foods that are usually dull mm. in colour usually very low on the color charts is looking for that nice good fresh fruit and veggies to things throw them in there little bits um, with it uh, certainly if you need to at the start when you're starting to take them on is having maybe a light dressing some balsamic vinegar or something or other on it just to give yeah. it a little bit of flavor if you're not someone that can handle just plain food and you're like this is crap and I that can like come this. into when you're trying that one new healthy recipe a week mm. is you try putting as many different colors of fresh fruit in there and then learning how to make them so that they taste good because they don't always have to taste terrible next one we've got there is eliminate snacking big thing people Huge. snacking because at the end of the week you usually see people that have forgotten actually how much little bits they've had in amongst it so many you'll see if you ask someone how they ate that week they will generally remember the big meals and be like pretty good because i had meat and vegetables for three dinners this week they do forget about the biscuits and the chocolates and any energy smoothies. drinks or soft drinks or smoothies extra or smoothies because the thing is too with smoothies they're, they're okay they're good mm. but when you put in it it's, it's easy to overindulge in some of that mm. stuff like frozen berries and tipping in i know i've done it as well if you don't measure it out or have a bit of a look at it because there's no way if you ended up tipping in in one thing you've got to have a bit of a look in some of these smoothies or some of this stuff that has snacking with it is would i physically be able to eat that if it wasn't mushed up that i can drink it because uh, your eyes are generally bigger than your belly so when That's you're putting exactly it in right. the smoothie you're going to be like is that enough i don't know i'll put in a bit more just in case and then yeah. you're going to drink it anyway yeah like a whole banana uh, a cup of like two cups of berries or something or other it's uh -huh. like would i actually be able to sit down and eat this in one sitting by Probably myself not. without anything else because we know it's some it's that weight in your stomach of when you actually had it but the calorie density of some things is just so high when you've had so much and you've mashed it up and yeah. put it all in there. You can eat overeat calories in one meal pretty quickly. And that yeah. is an effect gone from being a snack to actually meal. being a meal. A large meal. A large like meal with the, with the calorie yeah. density of some of those things. So it's just being aware with that and aware with some of that snacking. Same too. with your dry food with your snacking. Any chips, any biscuits and things like that. Super easy to just eat more of. And if you look at the calorie density of them, you're essentially having a meal with your morning tea. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. So another one we've got to finish off with is eat slowly with no distractions. All meals mm -hmm. prepped, all meals at a table, organic sometimes a bit expensive for some people but mm -hmm. obviously if you can end up replacing some things that you probably eat more of maybe a couple with organic that's fine and yeah a stress which goes back to our food hygiene hygiene is a stress-free environment yeah eating in a stress-free environment if you're pent up and stressed say eating at your office desk or when you're trying to do something else or when you're driving or something you're eating and you're worked up your body doesn't digest it properly as well but that food hygiene isn't there either so you're not focusing on what you're doing and generally when you eat when you're doing something like that you're going to be hungry very soon after mm. just because your body hasn't been able to go through that process yeah that's exactly good um so there's a few pointers that we've gone through for you a few things to just have a bit of a go on um replace one meal with a less processed one add a side salad to your lunch 
try one new recipe or healthy recipe a week by all means these ones are just guides to give you to have a go at uh, don't as we said don't take the, the whole of them all of it it's a list to be able to pick um, pick up so we'll also put the um, the points that we've put in the uh, description so you can have a bit of a look there and tick some off on your list so you can put them with there mm -hmm. sit at a table for most meals big one food hygiene a lot of people forget that we're all rushed all the time being able to get from one place to another trying to do 10 things at once by all means food if you're a person who struggles with food intaking overeating indulging in that um, make sure that you're able to sit down relax slow and actually down. slow it down with it because we know that in some cases it just takes that bit of time for you for, for your stomach to actually register to your brain hey i'm full mm -hmm. uh, we don't need to eat anymore i don't need anymore i'm all good with there mm. um protein with each meal big one we know people that's probably one of the big macros that under people under eat and stuff always. and can always affect how full you feel for how much how long it is yep. so we know that it can end up dragging you out and you can actually be trying to eat small snacking meals which goes to another one of that eliminate snacking but protein and a portion of fruit and veg at most meals that mm -hmm. gets those big um big hitters with those macros to try and get in there eliminate snacking um, certainly a big one we've seen with people that seem to forget how much snacking they've done or what mm. they've eaten. Someone gets your coffee, someone gets your little cake, someone adds a little bit extra, a little muesli bar in amongst it. Uh, make sure that you're able to do them. And yeah, eating slowly with no distractions. Prep mm -hmm. your meals, make sure that's all good and eating them at the table with a good high selection of organic or, mm -hmm. or high quality. And obviously it's just the look of, the, of eating the rainbow. Yes. making sure they're able to try and eat a good varsity of doing to get those the micronutrients to get your micros to get your micros macros so many different ones with some of them isn't there micro macro sort of hits anyone <laughs> but anyway um and yes stress-free environment yes stress super, important. super important and don't beat yourself up in that lot in that short game if you do have one that falls off the wagon and you are we're all human uh, by no means should anyone be telling you that you've totally blown it you may as well not even bother and mm -hmm. just go back to the way you were have it, that it's one for stuff you. up and move on it's for you to build over, build the bridge get over it forget about mm -hmm. that yep uh, understand what you've done how it made you feel afterwards yes probably also a big thing because we know how people when they've ended up coming a day after they've eaten all that stuff or, or drunk all that is to be able to then go i didn't feel the best mm. it's pretty easily in some cases when we know that we've had too much or we've overindulged uh, that we feel so bad the next day is probably in a month's time when we do it again we seem to it's so distant that we've forgotten what it felt oh, like but it it'll be back. fine that's right but it comes back to bite you sometimes is mm. it and as we get older, it certainly is a, a big thing to try and get out of. Mm -hmm. For sure. So hopefully there's a few things to help you, some steps that you can implement. Like we said, they'll be in the description of this episode so that then you can implement them one at a time. Generally start from the top, drop down, have a look at that habit before you implement it. Is it something that you could implement for the rest of your life? Mm. If that's a yes, amazing, implement it. If it's a no, simplify it one more step and then do it. Yeah. Yeah, take those little steps. It's always that little staircase to get to that pinnacle. So we mm. know it's just one percent better, one percent better, one percent better, better at a time. by the end of the week. Oh, end of the year. If you've added a percent each time, you're a whole different person. That's exactly right.
So yeah. So yeah, if that has helped you or you know someone that this can help uh, if they're struggling with food or relationships with food, that gives them just something to listen to and have a bit of a chat about, give us a review, uh, DM us and send us some messages as well with questions or things that you would like to hear that we can chat about or do some research that you may not have heard so much about that we can touch on and send that through and we will see you or you can hear us in the next one. Thank you viewers for tuning in to another episode of 360 View. You can follow us on Instagram at 360view.co to stay up to date with everything we're doing and tag us in your podcast listening. If you found value in today's episode, leave us a like, a review and a five-star rating. If you know someone who could benefit from listening to this episode, give it a share. If you have any questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll answer them in the show. Thanks again, viewers, and we'll chat to you in the next one.